3: From the abraham lincoln radio studio at the george washington broadcast center
4: jack armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show
5: there are a couple factors that are driving up gas prices we've seen production cuts from oil producing states like russia saudi arabia Extreme heat has shut down refineries in
1: Louisiana and Texas, um, so that has impacted supply. And look, we're heading towards hurricane season, and hurricanes have a tendency to drive up gas prices. You look
5: back at Hurricane Katrina, some of the biggest spike in in gas prices happened after Katrina. We've got rich men north of Richmond also. They need to get their fair share, so gas no. prices. Uh, gas is actually up like a dime in the last five days, national average, depending on where you are. Your mileage may vary. Um, But, yeah, so that's always a giant story when that happens. There's nothing that affects the psyche of people
4: like gas prices. Sure. It's a regular purchase. You have expectations. It's a gut punch. It's a significant amount of money, and it's utterly unavoidable. The price is right up there on the sign. Yeah. I mean, you can go from steak to hamburger to chicken to day-old chicken to roadkill, I suppose. (laughs) But there aren't many alternatives to gasoline. Right. So speaking of uh, economic information, I tell you what, Joe Kid, Biden if
5: Kids were making the move from chicken to day
4: old chicken. Oh boy. So it's
3: green, daddy?
4: Maybe put a little more salt on there than usual. Ma- mommy's going to cook it for a long long time, all right? It's jerky, really. It's chicken jerky. Uh oh, that you know that reminds me. I have more interesting and significant uh, economic fare to float in front of you but uh <laughs> We got this email. Um, on the topic of pig organs, mm, yes, pig remember the, the awe-inspiring story of uh, doctors, scientists who had implanted a pig kidney in a gentleman who was deceased, but it has functioned. Uh, I'm sorry, he's brain dead. He brought him back to he's life. He's on life support. No, we didn't. Um, and and but it's functioned normally without rejection for a month now which this thinking could be a huge breakthrough because, was it 17 people a day die waiting for kidneys? Something like that. It's a heartbreaking number. And they're calling them kidneys, anyway, and they could change everything, which would no be awesome. No, they not. You are. Nobody else is. Anyway, Sean writes, uh, Guys, speaking of pig organs, every time I eat fried chicken, I wonder if any of the parts belong together at one point. So Sean, when he eats fried chicken, wonders, I wonder if this leg... And that wing came from the same chicken. I have never for a single second in my life even thought of that.
5: No, that's, have you? no, no, I have not. And it's it's interesting to me that that pops into his head.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's the old uh, bromides. The most terrifying thing you could ever do is spend five minutes inside somebody else's mind. Uh, but, but that's just a setup to his question. So if one day I get a pig organ. I'd like to find some way to know I wasn't eating the rest of the brave lad in the future.
5: <laughs> like you have a BLT and you think, "Wow. This doesn't this seem tastes right. It's
4: oddly familiar. I wonder why." And that's the very hog who donated his kidney to you. That would that would that would make me unhappy.
5: Well, if you didn't want to donate your organs to us, you shouldn't have been so delicious.
4: Wow. Okay. Another way to look at it. Back to economics. So a huge percentage of Americans um, are saying their financial situation is only fair or poor, 65 to 35, versus people who say it's excellent or good. Uh, Are these things a problem for your family? Grocery prices, yes, say 87% of Americans. Who
3: are you,
5: 13%? Are you on government? Cards, you don't pay any attention, or
4: Or what? Where you're just really, really wealthy, and, and you don't care if you spend $200 or $400, makes no, no difference, I guess. But are uh, gas prices a problem for your family? Yes, say 85%. How about utility costs? Yes, say 81% of Americans. You know, we which play is quite striking
5: in my family for whatever reason, we play prices right at the register all the time. Um, me and the kids, we they really get a kick out of it. Wow. And who can guess closest to our big shopping cart full of groceries or our bag full of clothes at the Old Navy or or whatever? And they always are closer than me. So I've still got what prices used to be in my head. They've, they, they, they're just, you know, they're coming to understand what things cost in a new era. So it's not shocking to them. But I'm mm-hmm. always way low. I think what this bag of clothes is going to cost with this carter grocery, I'm always sure. way low. So you have. Yeah, so we do go by. If you go over, you automatically lose, which I don't know why. I hate
4: that rule. Well, I hate that rule. That's have a stupid rules. rule. So you have, uh, but you don't have to have stupid rules. So you have 81 to 87% of American families saying, yeah, these every day or every week costs are a problem for our family right now. And then listen to clip 31, will you? Peter Ducey on Fox News.
5: Hey, President Biden.
4: Not much depth today at the White House or in Scranton. Can
5: you tell us about your
6: Hawaii trip, sir?
3: No, not now.
1: Or at Joint Base Andrews.
6: Are you willing to share
3: what your goals are for the summit, sir? Not so. I finish
1: them. The silence comes as Americans struggle financially. Just 35% of voters say their personal financial situation is excellent or good.
4: 65% say it's fair or poor in a new Fox poll. Oh, I'm, there was a clip. I, I must ask for the wrong one, but uh, I think it was Peter Ducey goes on, and he says, meanwhile, Biden is going around the country defending Bidenomics, saying, guess what? It's working. In that weird, creepy way of his. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, a, a blatant example of the president saying, ignore your eyes, your ears, your checkbook, and your heart. This is going great.
2: Guess so what? It's
5: working. So you've got 90% of people are bothered by their grocery bill, and he's saying, it's working. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, don't tell people, that never works for any politician to tell people what you're, what you're experiencing isn't real.
4: That makes people yeah. unhappy. Indeed. So I still don't think the old man's running, but if he does, and, and this will piss some of you off, I think the only person he could beat is Donald Trump. Because Trump is so controversial among independents. The numbers are just bad. Um, And I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Things can change. Uh, But Biden is is toxic. One more Biden number. Speaking of the Biden crime family. The percent of Americans who say Hunter Biden did something illegal. Among Democrats, it's gone from 9 to 19%. It's more than doubled. Among Republicans, apparently there was some headroom. It went from 69 to 80%. And among independents, listen to this, would you? Percenters say Hunter Biden did something illegal. It's gone from 30% to 50%.
5: Yeah, I was about to say, the, you, you, you saying uh, Biden beaten Trump, polls show it, show it kind of a coin toss. Independents, man, the way they feel about the economy and some of this stuff. Ooh, those are bad numbers for
4: Biden. Right. So the situation could change. I'm not saying that this is clearly true. It's a lock. It's your lock of the week. Pitch your house payment. No, I'm just saying that's the way it looks from here. (laughs) I'm glad glad you're not saying
5: that. Uh, By the way, if you're headed to Tahoe this weekend, and I realize if you're in the rest of the country, you're not. But around here where we broadcast from, lots of people are. Joe Biden's vacationing in Tahoe this weekend. So it's going to make traffic a mess because there aren't that many roads to get around. And if the Secret Service has everything blocked off as he's going from the... I don't know. Is he going to go from, from uh Harris, a little gambling, and over there, and I don't know, get some sushi? Um, but traffic will be a
4: nightmare. Rent a jet ski. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not isn't Joe- this his third third consecutive vacation? I want. I'm wondering a little bit if
5: maybe the announcement's coming soon that I'm not running. And he's just been told don't answer any questions. I don't care if it's about Hawaii, the economy, anything. Just the 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 the, the, the summit you're having with Japan and, and South Korea, just don't say anything. We're going to oh. be on vacation, and we're going to figure all this out.
4: So, uh, yeah, I hear you. So the the situation with his mental acuity, uh, and physical, but mostly mental, has gone from this is going to be tough, but we can make it work, to we can't make this work anymore. Just don't and answer. so he has Any a questions? vacation at his beach house, followed by a long period at Camp David, which is going to include a meeting. Um, followed by now he's going to Tahoe. So they're just trying to keep him out of the public eye as long as they can while they bide their time to make the, my sources told me, September announcement. We'll see. Wow.
5: That would make sense, wouldn't it? Just don't answer any
4: questions. Yeah, I think you've nailed it, honestly.
5: Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know what that transition is going to be to. To...
4: Gavi Newsom throws his uh, oily from his hair gel hat in the ring.
5: But is he is he gonna is he gonna say I'm not running for health reasons or whatever, and stay president for another year in a couple of months, unable to answer questions?
4: Wow, that is a great logistical question. Um, I don't know. It depends how far gone he is. I I think. Wow, it- what an interesting situation, because there still is quite a ways between now and January of twenty twenty-five. Right.
5: Does he just hand the codes over to Kamala Harris and say, good luck with that? Oy, I,
4: I hand them over to Hunter. At least Hunter's <laughs> bright. At least Hunter's a smart guy. And look, he does a little blow now and again. He leaves some at the entrance to the White House. But at least he's a smart dude. Come on now. Oh, my God. Give them to Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill, please. And uh, and and Hunter. <laughs> Better than Kamala.
5: So one of the headlines today, we've approved F-16s for Ukraine, but they ain't going to get there till next calendar year, which is too late for the big offensive going on now. I really think they're dragging their feet on this in a way I don't like, but maybe we'll ask
4: Mike Lyons about that. Uh, bottom of this here hour. A victory against the gender-bending madness. It is madness. More people are waking up to that, so there's hope.
5: That uh, bearded dude singing about Richmond north of Richmond uh, did it live, and the crowd loved it. we got to play you that at some point. That's a political movement right there. Lots of stuff on the way. Stay with us.
6: Armstrong and Getty.
3: LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
5: So the NFL season kicks off when? September 7th.
3: Yep. September
4: 7th. Before you know it. So highly playing... anticipated matchup between somebody and somebody else. So they're
5: playing preseason games right now?
4: Correct. Gotcha. There you go. Only mildly interesting for the hardcore fans. Were you going to do a texture of nah, quick? Before I, I changed my mind. Ah, right. <laughs> There's a person who claims... You might stop a passerby to marvel at the baby in the carriage, and it could go like this. Oh, what a beautiful little mm, boy, girl. The blankets are green and purple. The passerby doesn't want to offend. Oh, neither, the mother answers with a bright smile. A, A minotaur. A what? My child is a minotaur. This person believes... Of course, transgender children, gender fluid children, gender hybrids, and subcategories of that last, including gender Prius, defined as half boy, half girl. So kind of a a hybrid split horizontally or vertically? Gender minotaur defined as one on top, the other on the bottom. gender by season or school year school year girl summer boy what and that- gender by location. I didn't know school year girl summer boy was a thing and and uh, gender by location meaning at home boy at Grandma's girl. Huh. Endless possibilities. This person, is not a crack-smoking street derelict whose mind is completely gone. Well, that last part might be true about the mind, but that is California Hospital Executive and Professor Diane Aronsaft, a self-identified feminist who supports a gender revolution and is the Director of Mental Health and the Chief Psychologist at the University of California San Francisco Benioff's Children's Hospital Gender Development Center. She claims that children can identify as all of this stuff. And there's more. She says, I totally agree. We are in the midst of a gender revolution, and the children are leading it. And it's a wonderful thing to see. Yeah, you know what? The children are not
5: leading it. They didn't come up with this idea.
4: See, you're a liar and a radical and sick, Ms. Erin Saft. The children didn't lead this generation, this, uh, 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 this uh, what do you call it? A revolution for thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of years till you radical gender theory freaks got in their heads.
5: Boy, this she is says, another level, though. I mean, this is a whole new level
4: and this is the chief of psychiatry and child this that and gender programs at a major American hospital
5: which is amazing this yeah so you're you're not just an activist with some group pushing something way beyond any of the other stuff we've been talking about you're right. in charge of hospitals um this whole, I'm a boy at grandma's and a girl at home, I mean, that's a new
4: level of or this. Or boy at school, go- girl in the summer. That's right, right. Let me. There's much more to her. It's also humbling to know, she says, children know more than we do about this topic of being gender expansive. Do uh, they? Yeah, yeah. She believes that transgenderism is derived by a gender web, which is influenced by culture, upbringing, and nature. Each person's web will change over time as they age. Uh that just da, da, everything's fluid all the time. You can say you're whatever you want. She introduced language such as gender fluid, non-binary, and gender expansive. She then predicted the language will evolve beyond that and introduced the gender minotaurs and hybrids and, That's interesting and the rest of it. That's
5: interesting that you predict that. I predict this is all going to go away in a couple of years, and we're going to look back on it and think, what was that?
4: And there are going to be a bunch of bitterly regretful, confused former adolescents who got permanent surgeries and hormone treatments and the rest of it and ruined their lives. On the other hand, North Carolina's Republican-led legislature overrode Democratic Governor Roy Cooper's veto of three bills affecting children on Wednesday. Victory for parents, despite what you read elsewhere, writes the editorial board of The Wall Street Journal. One bill bans North Carolina doctors from helping minors change their sex characteristics, including giving them puberty blockers and hormone therapy. Another bans biological males from competing on women's and girls' sports teams in middle school, high school, and college. A third bans instruction on gender identity, sexual activity, or sexuality in kindergarten through fourth grade. Well, Dr. Aaron Sat is that her name? Uh, is going to be bitterly disappointed on that with that because if you can get them before they have any sense of... They don't even have any con- concept of what it means to be male or female. If you can get them when they're so young and indoctrinate them into your radical theories, there's no chance they'll be able to resist. So, sorry, uh, doctor. This is a blow against you and your lunatic cohort.
5: I hope this conversation isn't as prevalent on the s- school playground as it was last year. School starts next week. We'll see.
4: Writes the uh, editorial board, often lost amid the passions unleashed is that these bills involve minors, some as young as kindergartners. Gender identification is contentious, involving competing and often irreconcilable views about what is best for children. Let the parents raise the children.
5: Last time we had Mike Lyons on, he was pretty optimistic about the Ukrainian counteroffensive. We'll check in with that now. It ain't going so well. If you miss an hour of the show, subscribe to
1: our podcast. Armstrong and Getty.
2: at purdueglobal.edu
3: the armstrong and getty show
2: the ukrainians are
5: struggling to make the big breakthrough it could take more time they're still hopeful and they are still pressing the united states and their allies for more military aid more support to try and get through those minefields an official telling me they have a fraction of the demining equipment they need that's a problem this headline was troubling yesterday from the new york times U.S. intelligence assessment says Ukraine's counteroffensive will fail to achieve key objective. That's what our intelligence says. Uh, It's troubling that it's true. I think it's also troubling that they're telling us this. Why is that coming out? Is there a reason for that?
4: Let's discuss that and several other uh, matters of note with Mike Lyons, military analyst, a major in the United States uh, Armed Forces, serving the country all over the world, and a respected military analyst on CNN, among other places. Mike, how are you, sir?
7: Uh, Good morning, guys. Great to be back with you.
5: Last time you were on, you were more optimistic than usual about Ukrainians' chances with this counteroffensive. Where are we now?
7: Yeah, I was because they were at least able to get through the first line of defenses there. They got into a town, Robertine, but in two short weeks, it looks like they have been pushed back towards Zaporizia and this uh, Melitopo, which is their key objective. It's only 75 miles from where they're sitting right now. Um, it just seems unreachable for them, and that's because you lay two to three defensive layers of minefields together with um, built-up areas that they can't avoid. Um, without the equipment, without the, the mine clearing equipment, you know, it's really what it comes down to and, and how they've deployed these mines. They've been stacking them two and three underneath into the ground at the time. So even if the mine clearing equipment gets the first two, there's still one to go and it blows the tracks off the tanks. And you, you, you and then you just overall add no air superiority at whatsoever. You just don't get any kind of recipe for success. You know, counteroffensives are about bold, audacious, Moves, the shock and awe, you know, all those things that that we, you look in history and, and shock effect and stuff, none of that's here, and that's that's just why they're not been successful.
4: And on the topic of air power, do I understand correctly that the F-16s won't be available and piloted perhaps until early 25?
7: That's probably right, and based on the pilots and the next F-16s that are going to show up are going to be 20 years old. They're not going to be the F-16s that they need to take out um, Russian counter uh, electronic warfare measures and not just not just provide close air support for troops, but to do things from a deep strike perspective, um, they're not going to have that capability. And they're not they're not getting the top shelf F-16s. They're getting uh, what what these NATO countries are doing very smartly right now is all their kind of lousy NATO equipment from the past 25 years. They're shipping it to Ukraine. They're willing to get rid of it. Because they want to basically rearm themselves over the next ten years with new stuff, and and that's what's happening with these. Uh, suppose it's only like thirty of them too. It's not, again, they need one hundred and twenty of them. They need uh, squadrons of them in order to be effective in the fight.
5: So Ukraine is in the unfortunate situation of not winning is losing for them, but for Russia, not winning is not losing for them. They can just hold ground and wait, right?
7: Right, and we're seeing now what's come out of Russian intelligence sources that they want to freeze in place and they want to stay and kind of hold the line right now. They're, they're, they were going on some counter-offensive operations in the north in Bakhmut, uh, still trying to take that you know, town that has no significant strategic value. You know, The, the line's still 800 kilometers long and, and in order for them to try to do something, but, but they recognize that they don't have the, pow- the firepower, the shock effect, in order to do the same thing to go on any kind of counter-offensive. So, they're coming to the conclusion that they're just going to continue to dig in. You know, that's kind of, the you know, talking about it with other analysts, it, you know, Russian tactics right now is, you know, go in and take over a place and mine yourself in, you know, get ready for the long run. You're not leaving, and when you do leave, you know the way out, and the enemy trying to come in is, is not going to be very successful without the mine-clearing equipment. So yeah, I'm you're, just, you're going to see a stalemate there. I'm yeah. just
5: curious, so if we were faced with that, the United States, the best military in the world, mm-hmm. how how well would we be able to get through, you know, these mine-laden fields, or how long would it take?
7: Well, first of all, we'd absolutely destroy them from the air before we even move soldiers into them. We would have overpressurized bombs that blow the mines up. In, in place, you know, we, you know, we still obviously have the, the risk of casualties. We have better mine clearing equipment, but we just have it in, in scale that none of these other countries mm. have it in. So, and, and the, the, you know, we would we would be coming at them from naval power, from the air. It's you know, it, it would be no match, and it, we would not risk our soldiers until we were positive that we were going to succeed. So, it just it's all the difference in modern warfare, and we're, we're watching a early you know twentieth century war take place. We really have the only 21st century army. Hmm.
4: Military analyst Mike Lyons on the line. Mike, let's shift to the Pacific theater. It is notable. Any student of history understands this, that Japan and South Korea are arm in arm virtually uh, meeting with the president in Camp David talking about military cooperation. What are your thoughts on that?
7: Yeah, I think it's good. I think um, you know that's becoming. That's you know you, you, we're going to look here twenty years from now and see if something does happen there. You're going to see all these little indications of what, 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 what had taken place there. Um, the the Japanese, unlike the Germans, are trying to at least refit their military um, historically. And you know the Japanese are warriors. They you know we saw that in World War II and. You know, so so I I think from you know the, their survivability perspective, they recognize the threat that China is. They threat on the seas and the South China Sea as well. Um, and Australia as a key ally for us there. We've got other sides, uh, other militaries there that we have. So so that that alliance there is, is kind of like you know NATO light Pacific is what's taking place, um, mm. unfor- not formalized, but uh, the implied uh, missions that are going on there. And I think those are all good things. Well, I I agree completely. I
4: think we both agree it's a very good thing, um, given the the threat of China. But it's notable since Japan committed just horrifying atrocities in right. uh, South Korea through the years. I mean that the wounds are mm-hmm. still uh, very painful between those two peoples. But they are so intent on countering China, they've gotten together again, which I think is is a good thing.
7: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and those, right, clearly generations go back with regard to that and what Japan did during the Second World War, but they both look at each other and they look at uh, China as an existential threat to both of them. Uh, and so they're, they're going to they're work together, both of them with, with the support of the United States, as long as you know, we're in the room at the same time. And you know, I'm sure there's emotions that get, get in play every once in a while, but fundamentally they recognize where the enemy is.
5: Finally, the Taliban has been celebrating this week their two-year anniversary of having taken back over Afghanistan after our withdrawal. Any thoughts on this two-year anniversary?
7: Yeah, I tell you, still through the military community, there's been no real after-action report. Because the administration has basically kept it under wraps. They recognize how bad it is. We saw the parents testify in front of Congress. Um, We didn't see any, any, the military was not um, punished that CENTCOM commander, I I hold him responsible for the deaths of those those Marines there. They never should have been anywhere near civilians in the last few days. Um, There's no difference between Afghanistan, uh, between what happened there and what happened in Vietnam from a historical perspective, but the only difference is 58,000 body bags that came home. Uh, in the '60s and '70s, um, and and if we didn't learn the lesson, and hopefully we'll we'll learn it in the future.
4: It is remarkable and disgusting that mm-hmm. accountability is so vital. It's it's irreplaceable um, yeah. a, a, on the battlefield and in maneuvers. And as you get further up the chain, there's less and less accountability. Yeah. It's just it's it's angering.
7: We had it during the World Wars, but uh, really since then we haven't seen it, and. You know, we didn't assign a general officer, for example, in Afghanistan to say, go win this war. Instead, we rotated them out. It was kind of like, a, you know, a human resources. You know, they got, this guy got the experience. Let this guy get the experience. I mean, we, we fought all these different wars every time we got a new commander there. Um, and then that didn't happen in World War I. We, we, World War II, we, we put a person in place. We put a general officer in place to go win that war. And when they didn't, they got fired. And then we put somebody out there that could do the job.
4: Mike Lyons uh, on the line. Mike, always enlightening. Thanks a million for the
7: time. Good to talk to you thanks I me. Mean. See you
5: soon. I Absolutely. feel like, unfortunately, I think Joe Biden was right. I mean, you know, I'm talk about a cynical, callous proposition. But we had that quote from him from years ago, and he was right. Look, we just pull out of Afghanistan. Yeah, it's going to be a bad story for a little while. It'll go away. Nobody will remember. Nobody will pay any attention. There won't be any after effects and I think that's somewhat true. I mean that was the beginning that's when his uh, ratings tanked and have never recovered. But something mm-hmm. was going to bring his ra- something was going to cause his ratings to tank.
4: I mean he is what he is. Uh, right. Well, I would just interject and I know you know this. It's possible to do the right thing the wrong way. And that's what most of us have to say about the withdrawal. You could have gotten out of Afghanistan much more responsibly with much oh, less sure. loss of life and equipment. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind the policy. I just thought the implementation of it was nightmarishly incompetent. And then for there to be no accountability disgusts me.
5: What is that book we like so much? The Fifth Act?
4: The Fifth Act, yeah. Man, Elliot it, Ackerman? Is Elliot right?
5: Ackerman. Listen to the yeah. audio book if you can, because the author, Elliot Ackerman, who was there for a lot of it, reads it. But it is so... So good about the whole Afghanistan thing. And it's good just about wars in general and the way countries get into them and get out of them and public support and all that sort of stuff. It's one of the best things. I I should listen to it again. It's so
4: fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, ultimately kind of disappointing and and a little saddening and angering. Uh, Maybe not what you're looking for on a Friday afternoon, but it is a (laughs) brilliant, brilliant book.
5: Yeah. I got something I'm trying to decide whether I want to talk about on the air or not. go for it (laughs) regarding like lois says go for it." (laughs) regarding a home that may be getting a trampoline in the backyard that you're not allowed to have or at least your insurance company's not allowed i don't know how it's supposed to work
4: your your neighbors al and anonymous right
5: it's a people i know and i just think it's disgusting that they're doing this but certainly not me uh, anyway, uh, among other things that we need to talk about coming up, what was the one thing I was, the one thing I was really excited about? What was I excited about?
4: Was I excited about the anything? The best COVID test on earth is a dog. That's a good story. COVID sniffing dogs are a thing. Of course, if you don't have one fat lot of good, that'll do you.
5: Right. No, really, there was a story I was all excited about. Oh, did you hear Trump's called off Monday's? press conference in which he was going to reveal the solid proof that the election was stolen in a 100-page Shocking. report. that has been called off, unfortunately. So I guess we'll have to wait on that. Uh, more on the way. Stay here.
6: Armstrong and Getty. The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: I'm looking forward to our three elections are about the future not the past so I'm looking to our three <laughs> the first nine hundred thousand dollar a year AI job is here according to the Wall Street Journal what would pay that much kind of interesting we have ongoing updates on the Britney Spears impending divorce <laughs> and other things oh wow and- And uh, in a more serious note, and everything is more serious than the Britney Spears uh, divorce. um, Reason nine million on why you don't want China to take over the world. Holy
4: crap. Stay tuned. Well, and the twin cities of San Francisco and Oakland are crumbling into the Bay. We've got to talk about that. It's a remarkable story of failure. Uh, but right now, we were talking about the other day how it's so interesting how different news outlets have different priorities, um, obviously, and different biases, and how echo chamber journalism uh, ends up limiting what people understand about the world. And it's really pretty stupid. But um, uh, we thought one way we might uh, deal with that or, or at least analyze it is in looking at the lead stories in a bunch of different news outlets, and so uh, just for now, we're going to call it the lead story with Katie Green. Katie, our newswoman, who has gone to the trouble of uh, assembling the lead story on a bunch of different news outlets. Katie, what do you have?
6: So, our first headline is from News Nation: Maui's emergency services chief resigns after facing criticism.
4: Mm. Okay, yeah, there's a lot to go around. Those yeah. people died from bureaucracy, at least some of them, no doubt.
5: That story is uh, yet to be written.
6: From ABC News, Trump asked Judge to schedule his federal election interference trial for 2026.
5: Yeah, I saw that. That sounds like a good negotiating point. You shoot way past
4: 24 and
5: hope to settle somewhere uh, in the middle. Like, how about right after uh, November 24, for instance?
4: What's become clear to me is that the mouth shooter offers of the world and the Trump in jail crowd have been pushed aside by the people who actually know how this stuff works. And they're saying, number one, he's not going to jail. Number two, these trials are not going to come anywhere close to, say, that one gal who says we're going to try all 19 in January of uh, next year. That is ludicrous. It could never happen.
6: Number three, from the Washington Times, House's corruption probe goes after Biden documents at National Archives. Number four. Well,
4: hang on a second now. I love the, the Washington Times. It's a good, solid, conservative news. But your lead story can't be Biden documents. It's just not significant. Be better, Washington Times.
6: New York Times, at Camp David's summit, Japan, North, South Korea, and U.S. present a united front.
5: Yeah, we just talked with Mike Lyons about that. That's a huge story. That's probably the biggest story of the day. Won't be treated that way, but it probably is.
4: Hey, speaking of uh, China, because it's all about countering China, uh, there is a, a story, again, in the Wall Street Journal, but it's about um, a, a massive Chinese uh, trust company that's heavily involved in real estate just missed some interest in principal payments and you don't do that as a financial services company and it could be a Lehman brothers 2008 moment for china uh, as sanctions and other pressures are starting to bear fruit you combine that with the japan korea u.s stuff uh, uh, the world has woken up to china and their threat it's good to see you know what china does to counter that uh, we'll find out together i guess
6: Washington Post: Russia recruited operatives online to target weapons crossing Poland.
4: Oh wow. Like saboteurs? Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, okay, so Jack, if if the Russians hire saboteurs and they blow stuff up in Poland, that's
6: guerrilla warfare, right? <sighs> World War 3. Yeah, they're saying these crypt- these cryptic job listings began appearing online earlier this year. Well, like what? What do you? High school diploma necessary or? Uh... Yes, and my
5: commentary was shouting World War Three.
4: Yeah, we caught that. Um. Uh. So do I need a degree in explosives or just a willingness to learn? I. Uh, well, I have no intention of applying. So.
6: <laughs> Number six, Cal Globe. California Senate Republicans push support for strengthened law enforcement presence.
5: Uh, Yeah, so I was just watching a little of the TV and CBS had a long feature on uh, all the robberies in the L.A. area, which you could extrapolate to any other area of California. Yeah, there needs to be an increased police presence all over the place. More on that in hour
4: three and there was a headline recently in one of your more conservative uh, news outlets but they're pointing out that a number of cities chicago uh dc uh portland uh seattle the usual suspects have gone from defund the police to send in the national guard right some of these woke council people are actually saying we need soldiers on our streets please as quickly as possible
5: well that was unpredictable we nobody saw that coming this result from defunding Bunch the police of-
4: Soft heads.
6: LA Times. Hurricane Hillary expected to bring downpours, flood danger to Southern California. Yes.
5: <laughs> a lot of people I know are keeping their eye on this just because they have travel plans or, you know, flying out of LAX or whatever, and if it's 80-mile-an-hour winds and a heck a lot of rain, even if it's just a tropical storm,
4: it's going to be a mess. That's a real rarity, West Coast hurricanes. Hasn't happened since the
6: 30s. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Mom remembers a simpler time when she didn't have to size up every teacher at back-to-school night to see which one might try to secretly gender transition her child. (laughs) I am so glad you included the Babylon Bee in the headlines. What a great idea. Yeah. That
4: is awesome. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I got yeah. To admit, boy, if you missed our gender bending madness earlier in the hour, listen later via podcast.
5: I got to admit that was on my mind as I went from classroom to classroom and I met the teachers the other night and they talked about the syllabus and what they're going to be learning this year. And I thought, OK, I better keep an eye on that. All right. <laughs> Which I've
4: never thought before, obviously. If you get these people to speak uh, you know, not thinking they're going to be overheard, and frequently these morons post this stuff online, so libs of TikTok and we expose it, but they are absolutely enthusiastically trying to recruit kids to their point of view. There's a a guy in the Sacramento, California area, a, a teacher who was caught on tape saying, oh, yeah, I've got six months to breed little revolutionaries. That's my job.
5: How hot is Vivek Ramaswamy right now? Got a number for you that is a little surprising.
4: Vivek the fake, that's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Heading into the debate
5: next Wednesday. If you miss an hour of the podcast, you should subscribe to get all the hours automatically showing up for you. Armstrong and Getty on demand.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
7: Step into the world of power,
5: loyalty.
6: BGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes for a limited time only. Enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory. Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.